Man, it's been a day, hasn't it? It has been a day. Who are you? Hey, I'm Johnny. Aww, cute smile. What's what's your name? A nice butt. Ma'am, what's your name? Manon. Oh, Manon. Yeah, I thought you got it, but I guess you were saying ma'am. It's confusing. It is. What floor are you going to? Six. Here, six. I think I see you go to six frequently. I do. I love it in there because they have snacks. Okay, we'll change a plan. We're on the lobby, so let's talk. Oh, uh, would you like to talk about? Um, I heard from a little birdie. You just got back from therapy. What birdie? What was his name? What did he look like? And what is he doing talking to my roommate? <laughs> I was going to describe a bird, but I think that's a little r- racist. What? <laughs> I was going to say pointless. Oh, same thing. Wow. So let's Isn't get... racism pointless? Yeah, because if we just stopped being racist, it would be much better. Speak for yourself. Is this like a is this Sorry. like a backwards ad? I don't ad? know what's going on. It's the energy. It's a bar you just had. You had a protein bar. You got once some energy. You, in yeah. You. Once you get a protein bar in me and a microphone, I'm crazy. Well, I do want to state for the record, there is no microphone in her, guys. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Is it? Uh, Russell, sorry, if you hear a dog growling, it's a dog, Russell, fighting with the cushions on the couch. Dead. Yeah, Russell. I wasn't talking to you, ma. Okay, sorry. Dead? Yeah, Russ. I got a question for you. What's the question, Russell? Why did you hide between the cushions? Russell, no one's hiding anything between the cushions, and it's just weird that you're digging all the time. Yeah, there's nothing in the cushions. We're not gonna, we wouldn't be dumb enough to hide anything ma. when we... Yeah. I'm an investigator. I know. If you want your own podcast, Russell, then you can go ahead, but don't come on to ours. This give is me, our time. Give me the producer's names. All right. I will after. Can we finish? Yeah, Russell, we're trying... We just started. Yeah, we just started. You already made the tempo weird in this whole thing. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, thank okay, you. Bye. All right, so, uh, Manon, about therapy. Okay. Are you comfortable oh, back talking to that. about therapy? Of course. That's, I love therapy. That's usually not two things... How was, can you talk about therapy? Of course. (laughs) I know. I I love therapy. I actually, this is my first therapy session since January. Of 2020. So like, I don't know, eight months. I don't even know what month it is. I've been trapped. Okay, so it's August. Okay, January, March, January, August. Wow, that's so far. (laughs) For everything I've been going through, the fact that I've gone this long without therapy is pretty spectacular, but... Um, can you wait? Can you clarify what, what everything I've been going through? Yeah, of course. What's the everything you've been going through? Oh, um, I don't know. My marriage fell apart. My whole reality was shattered. Of everything I think I've ever known is in question. Pandemic hit. Hmm. I lost work and jobs and thousands of dollars. Hmm. My whole life is different than it was a year ago. Mm. And um, I got a puppy and a lot to be grateful for. You know, in this podcast, I was going to complain about stuff. But when you say all that, <laughs> I think I'm just going to kind of hang out as a co-host and just uh, talk about uh, your, your stuff. It really puts it in perspective, huh? It really does. I did go through the pandemic also. Still am. We all are. Um, yeah, we all are. All of us. Uh, I kind of am, 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 am fathering a puppy with you. Yeah. So, I guess because you are here. Yeah, I, f- I feel like... You the, take the, some of the responsibility other than feeding and walking and pooping. Uh, okay, that's up for debate. Who picks up the poop 50% of the you time? You do like to pick up poop. He loves it. No, we go on walks, right, everyone? And we switch off holding the leash and the... Oh, God, Russell, that was the hardest See, bite. he's biting back. Yeah, Dad, don't lie about the poop. You'll love it. Yeah, see, Russell, he is, knows you love the poop. He does. I don't love poop. I don't love it. Why do you always want to pick it up? No, we carry the leash. We trade off, and when she has a leash, she he does a little poop squat, and she goes, pulls it off, hands it over to me, and goes, thanks. The bag, the, the poop bag. bag, the poop bag. She just hands it over, and then he goes over and squats near it, and in, 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 in interrogates it and investigates it and picks it up and does this character well because i'm an entertainer and if i'm gonna pick up poop i'm gonna make it fun he does this hilarious character where he talks slowly he hunches over and is basically like 
All right, it's about uh, two centimeters. One quarter of an inch. It's a medium brown. Two droppings. And then you get this look on your face that is just ridiculous. Like the sun's in my eyes. Yes, the sun's okay. It's 4.45 p.m. We've got two droppings and I see something weird in the coloring. But this started because he was ha- he actually was having some skin conditions and we had to like switch up his, his meals and look at his poop. And-, <laughs> and you told me, check the poop. Check the poop. And I'm like, what? so I'm in some random person's front yard just looking really closely at poop. So I had to have some fun with it. So. About all the crazy things happening in your life, Manon, can you elaborate? Well, therapy is basically, for anyone who doesn't know, which I hope everyone gets an opportunity to be in therapy, you know, there's so many, it's not great to generalize. There are some crappy therapists that just sit there and listen to you for an hour and are like, "Mm mm-hmm, and how does that make you feel? And you're like, it's awful. And they just keep (laughs) repeating the same complaints year after year and really nothing gets done other than you feel heard. Which is fine. You get to let it out and process pain and past trauma and your life and it's great. And then there's some therapists like the one I have, which is just this magical man who is so integral, boss ass dude that I can sit with for two and a half hours. He doesn't stop me at 50 minutes. He lets me go. And then he stops me and tells me what's coming up. And when we have this dialogue and it's, it's, it's just awesome. You know, I, I think every therapist wants the, their client to speak of them just like you did. So that's good. That's quite a few. I've referred him and they've every I've never been I've never, first of all, referred a therapist. Yeah, I've never felt this passion. I've been going to therapy because I do need one. So, so <laughs> well, I'll give you his number. <laughs> um, I've been going to therapy. I don't know, 10 years, maybe on and off. It's good. It's good. Therapy. Like people really think mental health is like, Oh, that sucks. They have that. That's wrong with them. They're stressed out, but we all have it. And it's such a shameful thing in American culture. Well, I think we're moving in a new direction where people are a lot more open to therapy and and opening to self-help. I think it's the new generations that are kind of leading with that. I know that when I first started therapy, I wasn't as open to talk about that, but now I'm all like, it's wonderful a safe place to share what's going on with you. What, who, what's better than that? Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of went in today feeling like, eh, I don't know what, what I'll get out of it or what I'll learn, but I'm going to just show up because a friend suggested, you know, so something happened. Let's, let's backtrack. Okay. You know, I haven't talked about my relationship and the fallout of my marriage. I got married a year ago. Or well, I had, are you going to talk about it now? I think I should. Are we going to hear about it in episode three of Why the podcast? Why not? This is momentous, guys. I mean, I think it's good to talk about. I've been sharing it on other podcasts and I'm going, well, why am I not sharing it on my own? That does make sense. Right? And it's, you know, I share it in the book a little bit mm-hmm. um, about the journey with this relationship that I had that was pretty public. At least if you followed me, then you knew that I was in love with this guy that I had met and he lived in Australia and, and, um, well, I can just tell you exactly what happened. Are you, let's do it. I mean, it's in the book. Funny how it works out that I wrote that's online and available. Yeah. And I think with what I want to talk about and what I know that we've prepared to talk about a little bit is relationships and I can't help but bring up the the one that i was in yeah that makes sense it's uh, very very relevant yeah and so you know I'll, I'll keep this as brief as i can but i think it's important to know that you know i met this guy online on instagram i found him he didn't find me i found him um i saw him in a video and i thought oh my god like who is this guy mm-hmm. he is so cute but there's something deeper that I feel so spiritually connected to him. And, you know, I'm not, I'm DMing a lot more now because there's like people reaching out wanting to talk about the book and share stuff. But at the yeah. time, I wasn't a DMer. I wasn't about to like DM someone I didn't know. That wasn't my <laughs> MO. Way you, I'm not about to DM someone that I don't know. <laughs> if you just, could see her face, guys, as she says DM. Sorry, but I just, it just wasn't... I'm not a DM. I just felt like it would put me out. Like, I just felt like it was an effort. Because you're, you're a cool kid. I'm just cool, man. You're just really cool. I'm just, cool. like, super dope. But you are super dope. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty chill. You're pretty chill, but you don't DM, bro. Do, do you DM? Uh, I like to DM. I feel like you love DMing, dude. 
Uh, I feel like DMing people makes uh, a good conversation from time to time, but DMing can get really frustrating, you know? Like, some things get really off topic, and you're like, I was just having a small conversation. Especially nowadays with all the controversy going on in politics. Like, you can post one thing, and then someone, like, gets up your butt about uh, another thing, and they're like, I'm going to unfollow you, bro, because you're into this politician, or you're you're into conspiracies and whatnot. It's just crazy, man. I hate dudes in my butt, dude. You hate butts in your dut, dude? No, I hate dudes in my butt, dude. Yeah, you would. Yeah, dude, it's not really my thing, dude. It's honestly same. You know what I hate more than anything? The comments saying, hey, we love your stuff. DM us at this page so we can collab. Yeah, those clothing I companies. I hate that. I get that all the time. I There's like people it. commenting on every single one of my posts saying, you know, I invested with this person and I've never been happier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, this is a TikTok of me lip syncing to a song. Why are you posting? We want to collab with you. I'm just lip syncing. Let me lip sync. But yeah, about your DMing. So I went to send him a DM. I saw that he lived in Australia, Mm -hmm. but I knew he was visiting LA because he was in a video with a dear friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) And I followed him in the night. (laughs) And so I was like, I need to talk to him. So Uh I went to send him a message. Saw that he had already written me 18 months before. That's wild. Yeah. That's like serendipitous. Oh, Did yeah. you feel serendipity? Yes. I went, oh my God, he already knows I exist. And not Did- only that, he wrote... Nice butt? He wrote, nice butt, can I get in? <laughs> <laughs> that would ruin this whole story. He wrote, I love your chest. And That's I horrible. And I just fell in love right then what? and there. No, he wrote... Um, you shine unlike any other human I've seen in a very long time, and I'm happy to see how you're channeling your light. Wow, that's a good... Uh, well, you know, I guess it depends on the crowd. That's a good... <laughs> someone might see that DM and be like, okay, next, weirdo. <laughs> but you, being such a little Me? magical oh fairy... Oh my god, first of all, channel your light? Like, yeah. come on now. That's like your dictionary. Yeah, he spoke man and lingo, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god. And so I was like, I wrote immediately, I've been enjoying watching you. That's a... No. I was the creep here. I was so creepy. <laughs> That's an odd first message and a way more odd follow-up. It's so weird. <laughs> I should have just like chilled, took a breath, and been like, hey, thank you so much for noticing my light. But I was watching his videos and getting enjoyment and laughing. And I so I wrote, I'm having so much fun watching you. <sighs> It sounds like Gerard Butler in 300 DMing Gerard Butler. Just like two epic warrior gladiators. Which he kind of resembled. He kind of resembled Gerard Butler in a way, I feel Hmm. like. Shout out to Gerard Butler. (sighs) Gerard Butler. It's not Gerard Butler, right? It's not Gerard Butler. Okay. (laughs) Just want to clear that up, you know? (laughs) I did not marry Gerard Butler. For anyone who's curious, um, I married his brother. He has a brother? No, I'm just kidding. Um, You're uh, at the response. I've been enjoying watching you. (laughs) So then we message back and forth, right? Like he kind of just laughs at that and he's like, oh, I've heard nothing but amazing things. Your friends really love you. And oh, I'd love to grab a coffee. And I was like, I felt this immediately like pit in my stomach of pain that like we couldn't just go get a coffee because I knew he was in LA and I just moved to New York three months before that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like sad. I felt sad that we couldn't go on a walk and this like pain in my chest. To this complete stranger. To a complete stranger. And I let him know that I felt this like, ugh, feeling. And he said, what is that feeling I'm feeling? I'm feeling like a pain. And I also feel like I want to say like, it's good to see you again. I don't know why I want to write again. And I said, I feel the same exact way. I I don't know why I want to write. It's good to see you again. Cause I've never met you. This is like a magical tale from a, a fairy book. Yes. Are you sure this isn't a copywritten thing you're just oh, telling Oh, crap. Us? Is it not allowed to be? It just sounds like a story <laughs> from <laughs> a book. Kidding. It's pretty epic. <laughs> it, I'm only getting started. I'm only getting started. Buckle up your seatbelts, boys and girls. It sounds like we're going to have a wild ride. Oh, guys, get ready. Put on your ponchos and it's about to get wet. <laughs> but before it does... <laughs> I don't know. It's about to get wet in about 15 minutes when you all start bawling your eyes out for how it ends. Yeah, it gets sad. It gets really sad. It gets pretty sad and kind of dark. And vi- kind of dark? I'm being 
nice. Nice. <laughs> Don't be nice. Just be honest. It goes to midnight. Go ahead. So we're messaging back and forth. He, We exchanged numbers that day. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he tried to FaceTime me and then I didn't answer because I got kind of freaked out. And then I just decided to unpack the rest of my apartment because I had moved into a different apartment that day. Mm-hmm. This was like when I decided to commit to New York for a year. Mm-hmm. I had moved to New York. I lived there for three months. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I got to do it. And I got my own place. And I was moving in that day. And um, we exchanged numbers. And he FaceTimes me. And then later that night, I actually went and saw a show, Kinky Boots. My friend was in Kinky Boots. So I went to go support her. Mm-hmm. Really good broadway show and uh, that night i facetimed him he popped up on my screen and my heart dropped and within at least within the first i want to say 10 minutes i heard a voice in the back of my head go that's my husband that's the man i'm gonna marry okay ladies and gentlemen (laughs) time um, for a break everyone please take a break let's all go get some water (laughs) Um, if you need a snack, if you need to talk to someone, if you need to, you know, say hi or bye to a loved one, say, hey, I'm going to invest the next 10 minutes into uh, preparing to cry. This clearly is quite the story. So to preface, I've never thought that before, to be honest with you. I've, I've dated. I've mm-hmm. been in relationships. I love being in relationships. Mm-hmm. Definitely love being in good ones, you know? Most of us. Yeah. Not all, but most of us. <laughs> Well, some people thrive on drama and rage and passion and yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, I had one of those types of relationships in my early 20s. And you know what? It's just not fun running around the house acting like you're in a dramatic movie. Yeah. A, a quick little uh, look into the glass of Manon. She is like a little fairy, like a wonderful little floating fairy in the world. Just like a light, like a, like a, what are they called? Firefly. Like a little firefly fairy. It's wonderful. That's Manon, so she's not the one to bark and yell. They live very long. Okay, so of course I have to find out the flaws of the fairy. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Yeah, they light up and they're just joyous. Joyous. Thanks. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, You're welcome. Was that trying to say that, like in relationships, I probably yeah, you're not the one that's like, hey, get over here, you son of a gun. (laughs) Yes, totally. Yeah, and this is usually where someone would say something nice about me in return. (laughs) You know what I? I think you are similar. You have a very, you've been a, pl- so Johnny and I lived together. We talked about that in the beginning of the pandemic. Have we? We have. You've been a breeze. You've been the easiest person to live with. And I think that is attributed to your lightness and the upbringing you have and your morals and your, the way you carry yourself. You're just the most easy person to be around. You say a Breeze. Breeze. Did nice. I? Yeah, you're a breeze. My Turkish uncle, he nicknamed me. Ruzgar in Turkey. That Which means, means chicken. <laughs> it means the wind. So I am a breeze. Oh, the wind. I'm a Turkish you just breeze. Just come and go, but no one can really see you. Okay. Back to your story. <laughs> yeah, you're great. Um, so I'd never thought I'm going to marry, you know, I was just in relationships and I always have wanted to get married. It was my dream to be someone's wife and to have a family. Um, but I, I, I couldn't really get to the place where I could see other people that I've been with being my husband. I could kind mm. of be like, like, like the older I got, the more it kind of started being like, Hmm, maybe I don't, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But with this guy immediately, I just knew it in my gut that's the man i'm gonna marry that's hard to imagine it's hard for me to fathom just like that feeling that would be like back of my head we facetimed for a couple of hours and it only grew stronger and stronger and i could have i almost started crying on the facetime because i knew i found him i've always been on the search for the man i'm gonna marry Mm -hmm. or person i'm gonna marry i should say because i wasn't sure i just knew that person was out there. I've always felt like I was kind of unconsciously looking for them. Like nothing else really mattered. It was always right there of like, okay, are you him? Are you him? Are you him? Are you him? That sounds frustrating. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. <laughs> you know what? It kind of was. Nice to meet you. Are you the guy? Oh, shit. Nice well, to meet you. Are you the girl? Like, oh. I just felt like I was kind of floating. I was just floating. Um, 
And I couldn't really feel the peace until I found this man. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different kind of lifestyle, but I'm with it, okay? Yeah, so that's where I was at. Um, so when I found him, you gotta believe, of course I start, I almost, I was getting so emotional and he was right there with me. This wasn't like a one-sided thing. I could feel it. I could see it in his eyes. He was saying things that alluded to that. The next day we FaceTime and I was in, I remember being in Washington Square Park and I did start tearing up finally, like mm-hmm. an hour into the conversation. And so did he. And I said, this is insane. He's like, I, I know. And, you know, I remember we hung up and actually, no, we were on FaceTime. He said, I'm going to send you a song. I've never shared the song with anyone, but I'm going to send it to you. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay. And I, and I listened to the song and within, I don't know, seven seconds, my heart and my brain do the same thing. And they, it says, this is our wedding song. And by this time already, I had already just texted my parents both of them, I met the man I'm going to marry. And let me just remind myself, what day was this? Day two. This is quite a connection, damn. It's so fast, but it didn't feel fast. It felt like, yeah, I mean, I waited 29 years to find you. I found you. Let's begin. I get it. I get it. When you feel that, you feel that. I mean, I haven't felt that version, but I have, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And I know that someone out there is like, I get it. Or many are like, of course, I understand. I felt that. Yeah. I mean, I totally buy into past lives. I, I know it to be true because of certain workshops and exercises that I've done where I've done past life regression and it was very real and raw and intense. And so, you know, I do believe that like when we meet certain people, like we can have multiple soulmates and, and go, you know what? I think we've met before. I, bu- I totally buy it. I believe it. I would love to experience it. Oh, God, I'd love to experience it. So I'm, I'm It's with pretty you. freaking overwhelming. Cool. I will say that much. Sign me up. I don't know if you want that. <laughs> I do. So, yeah. So, I, you know, my mom texts me and she goes, how's the move going? And I was like, great. And I met the man I'm going to marry. And she's like, wow, what a day. So, the fact that I would tell my parents, I've never, they took it serious. Because yeah, you, I've not, never said that before. You're not one to like fluff up and... No, no, no. You don't seem like one to be like, guess this, I found another one. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This was like, it stood out mm-hmm. to where they took it serious because this is the first time they're hearing their daughter say that she met the man she's going to marry. I text him. After he sent me the song, I text him immediately and I go, that's our wedding song. His response, I know it is. That's why I haven't shared it with a single soul. I've saved it for us. Dang. What? First of all, these are breaking all the rules of dating, right? Like, you're not supposed to... (laughs) I don't really ever follow rule books anyway, but this is breaking all the rules. There's a dating coach listening going, cross that off again. Cross that one off. They broke all my rules. Well, if you're on the same page, you can. it kind of is like you can say whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. So he had that response ready. Like, yeah, that's why I showed it to you. I'm exactly the same. And I'm, I'm going, what is happening? What I'm, is actually happening? It's like a dream. So then mm. we FaceTime a few more days and he has to go back to Australia. And I'm like, what? We need to meet in person. He goes, I completely agree. So he flies. Well, he, we decide he's going to fly from LA to New York. Um, I buy him the ticket because he says... He can't, he spent everything already on LA or whatever. And in my mind, I'm going, I have money. Like this is, I'm doing this for me. I need to meet this man. So I'm happy to buy his ticket. And you know, he says, I'll pay him back and blah, blah, blah. And then I tell my mom, this man's going to come meet me and stay with me for six days. And she's like, well, should I meet him first? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is so sweet. I can see him like, whoa, nice, nice. Should I meet him first? Yeah, or? she's a little hamster. She's, she's so, so sweet. so wonderful. And I tell him... Shout out to Terry. We love you. Shout out, Terry. Um, I tell him that she said that, and he goes, oh, I'd love to. And they met for a two-hour coffee before he even met me in person. I didn't know this. What? I did not know this part. I know almost every nook and cranny of the story, because I did not know that. Yeah, he. they met for a coffee. That's wild. Uh, two hours. And I get a call from her. She's like, oh my God, he's so endearing. He's so sweet. 
I actually have no problem with him coming to stay with you. Like I feel completely settled. And that really showed me that like he's in vet, he's not messing around. You don't meet someone's mom if you're just, you know, trying to big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rule number one. Don't meet mom if you're just Yeah, like so like like so to paint a picture for you. He's on flight. My heart's racing out of my chest. I know I'm about to meet the man. Your husband. My husband, my future husband. (laughs) husband. But I didn't tell him that yet. Okay. I, that was something It was almost like understood, but you know, that was something that I didn't share with him because I, that's, there's some things that need to be in person (laughs) and not over FaceTime. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to marry you. He's like, Oh, Uh, uh, is this the right number? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, it's like 5.15. Mm-hmm. I live at this point near Madison Square Park, which is like that movie set, Shake Shack area. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we're on the opposite side of the park. And I walk up and I see him and he's wearing this hat and he's there with a suitcase and he turns around and we're. J- it's just like a movie scene. I I see him. He, he immediately hugs me. Within a few minutes, we're both crying. Like, and he literally, I'm not even, this is, complete fact he goes where have you been and i say i've been looking everywhere for you this is this is <sighs> it sounds like a fucking joke am oh. are we allowed to cuss yeah it's our podcast okay it sounds like a like i'm writing the movie as i'm speaking no it does everyone please get your popcorn because this is uh <laughs> the second act <laughs> it's- and i would tell people this story and they would get the chills Every time they go, oh my God, I have the chills. Yeah, this is a very real story, everyone. I want you to, for any random person that are saying, this is very made up. This is fiction. This is a fictional podcast. I haven't shared it publicly be- because it was our story and I wanted to save it for who knows what. I just knew that it was like something I had to share in person or make a movie out of it or something because it was my life and it was spectacular and... And not only that, he had this, he, he goes, he looks at my hands and he goes, oh my God, these are the hands. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, everyone I've dated, I, I, I used to have these visions of, of this person's hands. And I would always, I knew that they were to be my love's hands. I, I would see dreams of seeing them on my chest and, and he teared up and he said, and these are the hands. And I was tearing up and he said, you know, my mom would be asking me like does she have the hands does she have the hands and the answer was kind of always no and then she'd go you know what you have to do (laughs) johnny's head is back like what are you talking about it's like i know the story but i maybe forget little parts and when i hear them again i'm like god dang this is insane it's insane it's and i haven't uh, this is day five (laughs) (laughs) day Five. day five he says you know these are the day hands. six day, she's very specific she'll give I you the exact dates. day day six she finds out these are the hands he's been searching for his whole life we, <laughs> what is that skyon like what is his voice this, the american homes it's millionaires yeah oh yeah the, the millionaire club yacht show i don't know it's an old vh1 thing i used to love so do the voice here you can see George Clooney's Sky Yard. That's perfect. When you first did that, I thought you said Sky Yard. She's been, yeah, she made fun of, but she kept repeating it and saying Sky Yard. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Sky Yard. Sky Yard. But back to your fairy tale. So we sit, we sit in the, on the bench for like a, I don't know, an hour or something. I even remember him kind of leaning in and our lips almost touching but then it was just so overwhelming that we both kind of backed up and started laughing we're like oh my god it's too soon it's too soon it's too much yeah because you already has already you know found the hands already you knew you're gonna marry him yeah too soon for a kiss though (laughs) (laughs) totally whatever we walk back to my apartment Mm -hmm. and finally do end up kissing and it's wonderful it's like oh this is it's like shoop and he tells me he loves me really yes i forget that part too gosh they just keep hitting me yeah he so basically the first day we met in person he told me he loved me i said it right back with no hesitation not even a little nothing inside of me was like "Mm, like i had no judgment i didn't even question him i didn't question myself it was yes i know i love you too have you hesitated with a past boyfriend yeah 
I'm just giving context to oh, make, of make sure everyone knows that this yeah. is an everyday occurrence for you. <laughs> this is my seventh time going through this. <laughs> no, no, no. In past relationships, um, I may have said I love you first once or twice. And I've been in some relationships. And that's after like a month or two. That's not... So day six. <laughs> not the day the first day we meet in person. Yeah, day six digitally. Day one, literally. Humanly. Like, day hour three, humanly. Wow. So we go out to dinner. Um, he doesn't want to have sex with me. And I'm like, that's fine. Except I was kind of angry about it. But I actually thought that was a good thing that he didn't just come in hot. Yeah, that's a good move, I think. Right? So yeah. another another clue as to how serious he's taken this, along with the mom. And <laughs> and we spend six days, like, roaming around New York and and connecting and crying. And finally, it comes out that, like, you know, he's going to be my husband. And he's like, I'm going to marry you. Like, I already know you're my person. I'm like, yeah, duh. We go to Eddie Bauer because I need to invest in a long sausage jacket. Mm. Because it's so freaking cold there. It's 28 degrees and I didn't have one. So we go to Eddie Bauer. I get a, I get a jacket. We stand outside Eddie Bauer and I can't get the zipper up. So he gets on a knee and he starts trying to adjust the zipper. And he's on a knee and everybody, well, not everybody, like five people around us are walking by like, say yes, say yes. And then another guy, where's the ring? Where's the ring? And all these people think he's proposing to me. And we're laughing and laughing and this girl took some pictures and if you look at the photo, it looks like he's proposing. And the only reason I say that is because I felt like that was such a sign to like what was coming. Of course. And we both laughed about it and we started, you know, visiting each other long distance. We went to Montana for Christmas and the love grew stronger and four, four and a half months after dating, I went to visit him and meet his family Mm -hmm. um, abroad and he proposed. Um, it was beautiful. Was it a beach? Yeah, it was at the beach where I've the seen, where I've the seen beach. A yeah, where and they look like a movie poster. And you know, he was so nervous, so 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 nervous. Um, but it was really really sweet. And you know, he was crying and his heart was racing, and he wasn't one to get nervous. He's a very not nervous person mm-hmm. he's very in his body and confident with what he's saying and so for his heart to beat so fast was kind of abnormal and he kept wanting to walk around the beach and i was like let's just lay down like we just got here let's park and he kept like oh no let's go look at the ocean and then i went and i was like great and i looked at the ocean and i went back and laid down he's like no get up let, let's go let's go look at the river and i was like what is up <laughs> And then he asked and he basically said all these beautiful things of, you know, I've never thought I would actually find you. I thought I'd be like a crazy uncle. I didn't think I'd actually be with a woman and you've, you're just really nice things. And I, that's when I knew it was going to happen and he got on me and I just lost it. And he said, will you marry me? And I said, of course, I couldn't say, I don't even think he finished the sentence before I said, of course. And, um, it was beautiful and I really connected. His mom felt like home to me. Immediately I hugged her and it was comfortable and it was beautiful. And then we built this life and we were long distance the first six months, but we talked every day for hours and it was wonderful. And then, um, I'm trying to think if there's any other details. Cause you've given some extremely interesting ones. You think? Yeah. It's all in the book. If you haven't read my book, funny how it works out. It's all in there. Yeah. You got to read it cause you'll get, the other side of it it's just like it's just so much to it i've heard it so i know it like i live i live here yeah i know i know her friends i know it i've i've met the man i know it all but hearing it again i'm like wow this is good it's good (laughs) stuff huh i you can resell it to me it's so good yeah i mean we were both going around town telling everyone our story because they saw how in love we were and they saw also how good of a match we were they were just like wow like even my mom she was like you know i think we got in a fight once or or something like that or some sort of argument and she goes yeah but he's your person so you'll make it through and i was like you think and she goes man and he's he's made for you you know like so everybody in my life was supporting us um so it was great. And then, you know, I had my bridal shower, bachelorette, because we planned the wedding. 
Um, and I was so excited. Everything with the wedding was just like amazing. I got free dresses. We got, we did a lot of trades for Instagram. People that have a following tend to get some comped stuff. So we got awesome DJs and people to do the flowers and his tuxedo and my wedding dresses and the cake. Amazing carrot cake is my favorite cake, by the way. So, um, but we still had to pay for it. I mean, my dad paid for it because he's my dad and he loves me. And we had a beautiful 70-person wedding. And, Shout out to Apple. And we danced to the the song that the I said. Song. That was our wedding song. Throughout the, throughout the, the, song. the song, which I will not name. I do want to warn everyone, this is the third act. Please sit down. Um, prepare yourself. Oh, God. We should, like, save it for the next episode. Oh, that's so evil. Is it? Oh, man, that's a good idea, though. Let's do it. Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Sorry, you that is episode... intermission. Man, that is... I didn't see that. You'd think that we planned those kinds of things out, right? But she just improv that one. Yeah, I, I pulled I pulled it on you. Man. I think we got... A, so we got, we had the wedding of our dreams. We danced to that song. And throughout the years, we would, we would dance to... Sorry, not dance. We would cry to this song that was our song, and we would listen to it on our anniversary and on special occasions. We'd listen to it and cry and hold each other, and it was beautiful. He's a man that's very in touch with his emotions. I'm the same, and you know, we we up until the wedding had a beautiful relationship. He treated me like a queen, always held the door, loved animals, never raised his voice. We just we got along. And it was not always the easiest relationship because we both came from different backgrounds, but but we always had love. And that's where I'm going to leave it. And it was written as a fairy tale, as you heard. Yes, Everything... I got my fairy tale. I got it. Oh my God, everyone. I am going to be the announcer for this. And I'd like to say we are going on an intermission and we're going to speak on some other things. Yeah, we're going to shift gears here. <sighs> I am so sorry that we did this, but it is so worth it to wait for it's a end. lot it's a lot i want to break i want them to hear it it's true that's actually a really good break because it's a lot i honestly it's a lot to digest for what they're gonna hear yeah. next it's like two sides and i've side. wanted to tell the story obviously i told it in my book so if you can't wait <laughs> go buy the book and read it until next week I'm, I'm very i'm happy you're telling it though i'm happy you're telling it and i think it's well, cool it's that very important this has like a different shift of detail almost it's like a different type of detail yeah, because it's coming from me and my voice, and I'm very particular about detail. I know you guys know that I am trained in neurolinguistic programming. I study the power of language, human behavior. So when I give detail, I make sure that it's the most accurate detail because so true. I have learned about integrity and all we are is our word. And so if we flub up our word, it can kind of stick with us and catch us later and i don't want to live that way yeah she doesn't <laughs> she'll correct the most unnecessary things kind of like a robot i had three cups of cereal oh, two cups no two and a half it was an hour no it was like an hour and a half ago i'm like i don't care man and it's fine <laughs> just it's cool you ate i'm good i don't need to know exactly what minute and she'll even stop you i'm like hold on it was let me look she's looking at the watch uh 10 plus 5 plus 12 no, it, it was, it was 1245. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Just generalize a little bit. I know, I, I know. It's so, I'm sure it's probably very annoying. And then I'm the opposite where I'm like, yeah, it was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours yeah. ago. <laughs> You're the complete opposite. It's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours. You're not a liar, but you do go, like, if I say, how much do you weigh? I don't know, like. 200 210 220 and i'm like that's a big fucking difference there's certain times i'm like 127.4 a give or take uh sometimes on tuesdays i will weigh 129.2 so there, there's one okay there's one thing i want to say gotta be a healthy balance i'm bad i'm really bad at time and dates i'm bad at chronologically keeping track of things in my mind i've noticed that things in the past i just push into this past folder mm. maybe not healthy maybe it is healthy i don't know einstein said only remember stuff that you need to remember and that's what makes that's it smart. actually smart. You don't need to hold on to crap like I do. So when I go back in time, I actually that's why I say like two, three, four months, because that's how my mind groups. It, mm. It'll group like one or two months instead of being like you're one day, like you're on a day on a point. Yeah. I actually do not categorize like I am not good. It's actually it kind of frustrates me because I feel it makes me feel stupid at times. But then again, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm really good at remembering other stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah. 
I I'm, I'm not so good at remembering other things, but I, I one of my many talents is getting the date and time correct. <laughs> it's, it definitely is. It's funny how we're like that. Okay. Oh, uh, I got engaged in the Ides of March, by the way, March 15th. And uh, apparently okay. that's, you're not supposed to do anything special on that day because it's like danger, danger. And I didn't know that until I decided to have the wedding. And I was like, oh, well, we can just get married this the same day that we got engaged. And my dad's like, that the Ides of March? You don't want to do that. And I'm like, uh-oh. Someone, anyway, someone danger's coming. All right. Someone out there is like, damn it, damn it, I got married in the Ides of March. <laughs> Sweetheart, why'd you do that? Well, some people don't, you know, like it's not accurate like some things don't matter some some people don't believe in past lives and dates and you know witchy type i don't know yeah it is what it is you are what you believe i mean i love have you ever been in a crazy relationship not that that was crazy that was just any crazy stories (sighs) oh god big sigh (laughs) i've been in uh, like too many to count sister uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> Too many to count, sister. <laughs> I yeah yeah yeah. I've been in I've been in good great. <laughs> I've been in good, great, and horrific. Yeah, I was waiting for the horrific. You really paused there. Yeah, it was, and like honestly, I'm a person where I look for the best in people, and I know. Oh man, there was just a lot. You're holding back. I'm I hear, holding I feel back. it. I see it. I feel it. Okay, I'm not naming names, so I could say. Yeah, the, we're not naming names here. This isn't. There's a reason we're doing this, and yeah. just to preface, the reason we're talking about this, there, it's not to put anyone thro- out. Thro- yeah, no, it's to show you that like we all go through stuff. Yeah, we're all in this together, and there is a way out, and there is a way through, and. If we don't make mistakes or if people don't make mistakes, we're not learning and we're not growing. So it is a part of human life. And I will in the next episode share my lessons of what I what came out of this beautiful gift that this man gave me. Herpes. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. I'm ex- I'm ex- this is weird. I'm excited for next episode because I love that. I want to hear the rest of it. Although I think I know it, I'm afraid I'm going to get hit by another like side. You will. You'll get hit. You'll get hit. You will. Okay, look. In my uh, previous relationship, I cared very much for a girl. She cared very much for me. There was a lot of mental health issues on her end. And I, I didn't take her seriously. I didn't take her seriously when she warned me, I have a lot of shit going on and it's not easy to deal with. And I was like, come on. I'm me. What do do you mean by mental health issues? Depression, anxiety, OCD. um, Like clinically, she was diagnosed with these things? Absolutely. And and, yeah, and on medication, going to counseling constantly. And so when she warned you, you didn't, it's not, you didn't believe her or I just, I, I'm, you know, when you're a person that's like, I'm good at everything. I thought I can navigate anything. I got you. It'll be easy with us. I mean, I've also never dealt with that. Ex- so uh, lesson one, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Okay. But I get it. It's I don't, true. I actually don't blame you because especially if you're in love, love can be blind. Yeah. There was the hit show. <laughs> love can be blind. So it's, you know, there was like a month of um, like the honeymoon time where everything was really good. Everything was very fluffy, very good, very fun. Uh, I had a lot of free time. She had a lot of free time. Uh, I was just coming off of a project, so I really had nothing to do. And this was like, just do whatever, just chill. And I was there all the time. So we formed a very strong bond, very fast, kind of like your story. And in hindsight, I didn't know how her mind worked. And I'm not trying to say anything high and mighty. I'm not better than anyone. My mind isn't, you know, I have my own weird mental issues um, in a sense, but clinically, the situation we were in and how we connected created a, de- a dependency. And it's something she had said to me. It created a dependency, and I became, unfortunately, I became a crutch. And this person, she, she, she dealt with... Crutch meaning, so instead of medicine or whatever, she was using you to feel better? Along with the a lot of times in 12 step program, they say like you want to adopt a power greater than yourself that can kind of heal and restore you to like sanity, basically. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have that, then 
were more likely to go to drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, cigarettes, relationships, all that stuff Mm -hmm. to try to fill the hole that we have inside. And so what I hear you saying is she made you her higher power. Yeah, because what I realized over the next two, three months is she dropped her father and her best friend as her go-to people for counseling and, and, and like those close people that you trust. Mm. And she made it only me, pretty much. And so, you're not a you're not a psychiatrist? No, I am not. Are you a licensed therapist? I am not. So you took on a job that wasn't yours? I did. Ugh, sucky. So it became really hard. And like, you know, I, I, I loved, I cared her. I wasn't... Truly, I don't think I fell in love, but I loved her. There was love. There's a difference for me. Of course there I is. was not in love with her. I want to say that. But I loved her and I wanted the best for her. And when someone's suicidal, dude, oh, Jesus. She was suicidal? It was, it was so hard. And mm. I, I allowed myself to fall into a trap where, I don't know, man. It was hard. How it, did you handle her suicidal i would drop everything all the time and so it, what she just told you i'm suicidal she or would text what would me, happen it would be a text a call it would be really bad a be, text saying i'm su- gonna die because it's a voice it's not it's really hard it's like hard to get no mad i just want to get clear what exactly did you see from your perspective of when she would go through these i'm feeling like cutting my wrists open i need help <sighs> and i'd be miles away that's very heavy yeah. And I would be doing something like trying to do some work at some point. This is like, you know, four months in and mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, I had writing partners. I was going to meet with people and in the middle of a writing session with three of my buddies, I have to drop everything because I have, my phone was on airplane mode. I checked it once. I have 20 missed calls and mm. it's all from her. I'm like, Hey, I'm writing. Can I call you back? And she's like, you hate me. Mm. I'm like, So it was, it was a lot of obsessive compulsive, um, a lot of issues with, these these and then there was always like this it was just hold on (laughs) it was hard i know it's frustrating i know here first of all i hear you thanks we all hear you i can't imagine that that would be easy so i just want to commend you on even trying to take on something that was not your responsibility, right? Like they say in certain programs, and uh, I've heard it around, it's like, we didn't create it or cause it, so we can't cure it, Yeah. right? So if if she was that way before you met her, which co- clearly she was, you can't cure it. Only she can with the right help. So And she worked hard at it. That's the part that killed me. Mm. She worked. She wasn't someone that was like making excuses. She wasn't like, Psh, deal with me. She was working hard at it, and then in it was it was moments where she would be so hurt, and she would go to these dark places and lash out at me, then make me feel horrible, call me all these things, and then she would take her medication. It would sedate her. She'd go back to this like kind of null area, and then she would cry and say, "I'm so sorry. I'm worthless. I don't deserve you." Mm. And so I couldn't even. Get, who do you get mad at? When the person who just told you you're worthless and you're this and you're that and I hate you and you you're a piece of shit is now crying in your arms and is 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 saying that they're not worth living. You don't you have no one to you can't get mad at anyone, so yeah. you internalize it. Maybe the thing is not to get mad at anybody, but to just. But then you become a punching bag, and it is so hard. Only to if function. you allow yourself to be, man. Because that to me sounds like manipulation. Because really, listen, there are some people that you can tell you're suicidal to and there are some people you can't. I remember telling, uh, you know, early in my sobriety, I was, I didn't have my medicine anymore, which was alcohol. Mm -hmm. I loved alcohol. I loved the effects of like getting out and just being like, wow, I'm not here. Um, And you take that away from me, I'm left with my feelings. I don't want to deal with my feelings. Yeah, F who, off. Yeah, who pays screw those things? I don't want to feel this. Are you kidding me? I'll do anything to avoid feeling this <laughs> shit. And um I got lucky because I got, you know, a, a support group of people being like, I feel that same way. And I just want to let you know, sister, it's gonna pass. It always passes. It has it it's passed every time. And that really, really started to soothe the nervous part of me that was scared in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, you know, I could call anybody in the program and be like, 
I don't want to do this anymore. Like this whole life thing. I, f- I freaking hate it. I know I'm not suicidal. Mm-hmm. I know. I also know that oh, there were times where I didn't want to do life and I didn't want to be on the planet. You know, I wasn't one of the cases. I, so I couldn't possibly understand. And by the way, this is not a mental health. We don't claim to know or have any prescription for anyone that's dealing with depression, anxiety, and mental health issues. If you are doing that, I highly suggest getting help and taking that step for yourself. Mm-hmm. That being said, I remember being able to talk lightly about or not lightly or he- I could say anything and everything to the people in the program because they got it right. Yeah. But I told a friend that wasn't in the program, I don't want to be here anymore. And ooh, the, te- the paragraphs and paragraphs of texts calling me disrespectful Damn. because I didn't want to be on the planet. And I went, oops, I just went to the hardware store for milk. <laughs> it doesn't have it. That was on me. Right? Like, I could have easily blamed my friend of being like, what do you mean? I just told you I'm suffering and you're blaming me? Yeah. And I went, you know what? I have to know my audience. <laughs> Very true. I can't tell person who's joyful and happy and doesn't want to confront their feelings or whatever it is that made her react that way. I have to just know where is it a safe place for me to tell my feelings? Yeah, we have to know our audience and... Obviously, suicide is a really deep thing. Um, I had an ex that said, I'm going to kill myself. And what people told me, because I was I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill. Like, I have to stop this. I'm not going to have someone die on my watch. And people around me that were strong were telling me he's manipulating you. That's manipulative. And that was really hard for me to take because it kind of sounds insensitive a little bit. No, it, it, I, I totally get that. And there was a lot of manipulation in the relationship. So the the biggest issue for me was I didn't take a strong stance and stand up for myself and say, you know what? These are my values. This is my, this is my line and I can't cross this anymore. I crossed my line tenfold. I look back and I couldn't see it. It was so far see, gone. And that isn't that just really where we get stuck. It's the worst. Is we lose our voice. We lose our authenticity because we're putting the attachment first. My my therapist today actually talked about authenticity and attachment and how in every moment we either can follow our authenticity or the attachment, right? Like so often we, we don't say the thing that we need to say for ourselves because we're afraid if we do, they'll leave or they won't want to participate or be in this relationship anymore. So what do we do? We quiet our voice time and time and time again until we can't anymore and then we explode. Yeah. And and they start to be a reflection. Anytime we look at them, what we're actually looking at is a place we lost our voice and we lost our power. Oh, that makes sense if I started looking at that person. Man. Boom. Where were you about a year ago? <laughs> Could you <laughs> I was just sitting waiting having my own life destruction. <laughs> oh, we were both falling apart. <sighs> yeah, everyone's falling apart and then they're getting back together. Oh man. It's all good. We're all hitting traumas and speed bumps and ditches just at different times hopefully and i just want to say out there to all you men that think oh, i'm a strong guy Psh, nothing phases me it's okay if it phases you it phases you <laughs> you can let it phase you. i love that it phases you it's phased me it phases us it phases us all so please accept that you are phased and assess it properly And express it and share it in a loving way. Do not hold it in. That was one of the biggest mistakes. I hid everything from my best friend, LaShawn. I did not tell LaShawn what I was going through because I knew, (gasps) I knew he would say, what are you doing? I hid it for him for like four months. See, so you you didn't bring it to the light so it couldn't be exposed and therefore couldn't be transformed. Because I felt ashamed. I was like, this isn't me. I've gone so far. I've turned into who she needed. I turned into who she needed and left who I was behind. And you take responsibility for that. It was all my fault. See, that's what's amazing is you can take responsibility and go, here's what I won't do again. So you learned a huge lesson, yeah. Johnny. That's amazing. No, it was it was a great lesson. I, I never would take back the experience. It was very hard. I put myself in a mental prison and I it, I found out how strong I am to see what I endured and what I... You know, I, I put myself in constraint and took the other person's constraint. It was so much. And I'm I'm just, I'm proud of me. I'm giving myself a little clap. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Thank you if you're clapping uh, while you're listening. I really appreciate it. If you're not, I don't know. So I'm going to pretend that you are. Right. So do you still talk to her? 
I've been blocked on every social media that I have or do not have. Really? Yeah. Anyone that associates me is blocked. You're probably blocked. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. But I mean... So it didn't end well. Oh, no. I've <gasps> never had a breakup where things are thrown at me until this one. Really? Yeah, that was She threw fun. stuff at you? Yeah, she threw some stuff at me. Not a lot, but as I was, I was moving out and we were living in the same space for a couple months and I was like, Hey, I'm moving out. And I hadn't, I hadn't broke the news that I was like, we're officially ending, but I was like, things aren't good. I was like, things aren't good. I need to think about stuff. And as I was leaving, she goes, how could you, like, it was something about like, how could you? And she was about to cry. And I said, Hey, and I, I, Honestly, man, at this point, I was so emotionally drained that I could like look like a sociopath and I was just numb face, no expression because there was so much pulled out of me. I had nothing left. And I looked at her and I said, hey, I really, I wish the best for you. Mm-hmm. And I walked away and I was, I was moving out and I had a bunch of stuff in the house still. And I was going to come back and get it. We talked about this. We talked about it. It was all planned. And then she goes, oh, no. She <laughs> runs in the house and just one by one for 40 minutes throws things on the lawn. And I'm talking stuff like I packed That is my such car. a cliche of women. I've never done that. Just so you know, I've never thrown a... Hmm. I never thought I'd see no, it. No, I've never thrown stuff. I never thought... I thought it was like a movie moment. Mm-hmm. that is funny and like oh that's funny like you gotta you gotta really do something crazy to have that happen to you mm-hmm. and i i mean i ended the relationship but on a on a on a nice note i did say hey i i really hope the best for you did you warn her that you're ending it she knew things were really bad it was issue after issue every single day there was a huge fallout and i was like i can't do this i don't did know did you guys what's... ever break up before then i had to take time but it was never like we're on a break it was always, I need time. It, and she was always like, I'm so sorry. Take your time. I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. I, I was told she messed up by her. So did you ever tell her I'm breaking up with you? It was at the door. I said, I, I, I was like, because she said, how can you do this? How can you do this? And a day before I said, hey, I love you. Like, I, I love you. I care about you. I want you to be happy. Because I feel love for the person. I'm so connected. After all the time and all the time we spent, so much time we spent together and short, it was compacted time, you know? And in that moment, I just said, I can't anymore. I just can't. I switched at the door. I said, I can't do this. Like, I really wish the best for you. I can't do this. And that was the moment I said the actual word. So she probably wasn't actually expecting you were going to break up. Must not have been. But I mean, it's, you know, in, if you watch the tape. Is there a tape that I could watch? <laughs> I'm like crying over here. She's like, is there a tape I could watch? <laughs> Are you crying? No, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, you don't look like you're crying. No. I wouldn't make a joke. Well, that's not true. I've been no, known to would, kind of get him. She would make a joke if it was crying. I make jokes at inappropriate times because I, I want to li- lighten. But I also am ca- like, I do coddle too. Like, Oh yeah, you're a good coddle. If you go, I, you've cried with yeah. me and I'm, I'm nice, right? You held right? me like a baby. I nice. held you like a little baby. Big man felt small. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Big man Valeno. <laughs> <laughs> I just I thought it was wonderful because you're not much of a crier. Oh, it's so hard my, to cry. My ex, soon to be ex husband, mm-hmm. cries every day. It's like his thing is crying. So to go from that to living with you, mm-hmm. it's just like, dun, 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 yeah, I'm, dun, like dun, dun. I'm like the California drought. I cry like <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get that up. We gotta get that number up. It's good, but I mean, when when you cry, it actually unlocks something in me and makes me feel very free to cry. So it's really nice for me. Mm. I really like when you cry. This, I mean, not in like a bad way. I don't want her to cry because she's un- unhappy. Everyone, but she's a very she is a very beautiful crier. I gave Aww, you that. Thank you. You're very cute crier. Like Aww. she's in like the top five criers of the world. I think. What did I cry at last night? Tell everyone. Was it Jennifer? Yeah. Oh man, we're watching the morning show. Great show. I love the morning show. I love that. That's a great show. It is good. I really enjoy it. And it was Jennifer. Jennifer Aniston. Was it with her daughter, that scene? Yes. But the first one was with Reese where she was at the toilet. Oh, yeah. Where Jennifer Aniston cried in Reese Witherspoon's arms. And it was a heavy moment. I'm like, oh, poor sweetheart. Look at her. I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, oh, sweetheart. I turn left. (laughs) I turn left. And Manon might be crying exactly like jennifer was in this it looks like she was mirroring it was and i was like oh both of you sweethearts (laughs) poor things i you know what it felt like i was watching what my mother 
Aww. She is like, there is some similarity I feel with Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. to where I watch her and I feel like I'm watching my sweet mother break down. That's and wild. I just love her. You looked like a kid looking at Mama cry. It I was, did. I was like, my mom. It was Mama. It was, <laughs> it was so sweet. And I just like grabbed her. I was like, hey, come here. It's okay. I was, Do you need me to pause it? She's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> so cute. So that's how much I cry. Yeah. And I cry when Manon goes, hey, you need to, you need to tell yourself you're proud of yourself. And I went on a walk. <laughs> and I, at the end of my walk, I came back and I hugged myself on the way back. And in the middle of the street, I start bawling like a baby, mm-hmm. hugging myself in the middle of a hot summer day. Listen, if you're going to hang out with me, you're, you're going to cry. You're going to cry and you're going to confront some stuff. I love it. I don't let shit get by. No, I love, there's nothing better than, more than I love than a nice confront. A confront? Confront. <laughs> Confrontation. All right, guys, uh, we're at the um, finishing remarks, and I want to say one last thing before we end this wonderful ride. How was that earthquake for everyone else? Because I'll tell you how it went for Manon and I. Oh, my God. I want to preface this story. Manon and I have spoken of earthquakes in the past, correct? Yeah. We talked about... What do we, she actually said, you know, what do we do for an earthquake? And I Well, I had a guys, psychic, two oh. psychics tell my friend and I that they're coming. Yeah. So and I went, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you went, oh, crap. Ah, oh, crap. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't go through those um, big earthquakes. In I was LA. in the 94 Northridge earthquake. Yeah, I, I was living in Van Nuys at the time. And... It was very powerful. I was six years old and I just cleaned my room and my I woke up to it, the earth shattering and my dad running in trying to grab me, but he was tripping all over himself and his arms were just like swaling about in front of him and he finally grabbed me and we went outside and there was never so many stars out. It was so beautiful. But our house was, a, you know, was still up, but freeways were down and... But everything in the house toppled over. Yeah. So that's my reference to an earthquake. Yeah, that's a very scary, scary experience. I wasn't here when that happened. I must have been. I was a. I was in Rancho Cucamonga, so I didn't feel that. <laughs> that is not a real place. It's a real place. Come on. Oh, you so, know what? Tara pointed out I was in Bring It On, and that's how I've heard it before. Okay, well, it's in my life, so that's real All right, too. Sorry. God. So I haven't experienced a crazy earthquake. I've I felt a couple, like a little bit of a shake here, a little bit of a shake there. The one a year ago that was decent. I felt that one. Um, so we talked about earthquakes and I'm like, Hey, we either get to an arcway, you know, a door arc, or if we can get to the front of the house, cause there's no trees. It's a good spot to, at the end of the driveway. So <laughs> I said, the goal is front of the house, man, and get Russell and just go and you know, we'll get there. And then once you're out, I'll deal with the house however I can, whatever I have to do. Okay. So the earthquake comes along, right? I wasn't even sleeping well that night anyway, and Russell was like tossing and turning. The house starts to rumble. I immediately wake up hearing that creepy, creepy earth shaking. So freaky. I grab Russell. I yell out for Johnny. Let's go. By the time I'm at the door, she's through the hall already in the living. <laughs> I've never moved so fast in and, my life. Like I'm fast. But she was, she was, she was like, "Let's go!" I just as heard it, that as if, it, as if I knew it was coming. Let's go. I thought I was gonna get up, get her, and let's go. But I get up and see her leaving me almost. <laughs> so we run to the front, and you tell the rest, man. Oh God, we get to the front door and it stops, mm-hmm. and my heart's beating out of my chest. Mine, heart, mine a little bit too. I did a just, little bit. I did a little bit. We just woke up. All like you know, we both woke oh up. Oh my at the God, same my time. heart has never raced so much. Because okay. I was like, it's not done. <laughs> so I'm standing at the front door with Russell in hand, barefoot. And Johnny goes, okay, you chill here. And I'm going to go be right back. I don't know if that's the tone I use. You were so chillaxed, almost talking to me as if like it was not a big deal. And the way you said, okay, you chill here. And then I didn't even know where you went. I was I like, where to, is he going? I went to get socks. Oh, my God. Because in my mind... That's the thing you grab? Look, okay, this is my take on it. I want you to hear my version. 
Let's go. I hear that. <laughs> we're running. As if I'm a train. Yeah. Let's go. Oh my God. We're, we're all running. She's ahead of me. We get to the door. I'm like, cool. Man and safe. Russell's safe. Everything's good. I'm like, stay at the door. So in my mind, I say, okay, you chill here. I'm going to go check some stuff out. When I said that, I don't know what I really meant. I was being a man. Okay, everyone, all you guys out there, I was being a dude. And two, if we were going to be outside because aftershocks were coming, I was going to get some socks. And I was going to put some socks on me, put some shoes on so I could move around fast and dodge trees and take care of the lady and the dog. That's where my mind went. I said, okay, you chill here. That's how I, that's how I heard it, like a superhero. Okay, you chill here. Chill? What's your version? Okay, you chill here. <laughs> so mine is, okay, you chill here. I'm going to check some stuff out. No, you've never talked that deep. Okay, well, I'm just right saying my second. take. Yeah. Okay, you chill here. I'm gonna check some stuff we out. We don't know how we look, huh? Or sound to people. And yeah. our heads were so different. Yeah, I sound so cool. And then you describe it like, okay, you chill here. And I'm gonna check some stuff out. And then we sat on the couch and like looked on Twitter. And then we felt two more little baby ones. And then. Oh, yeah. And then we're yeah. like, all right. And then we and gave then, up. We're and, like, all right, good night. And then we thought about ordering um, earthquake bags which we should do we haven't done it yet watch do. it be tonight I'm like oh, okay damn it. well way to jinx us sammy but yeah that was quite an experience i'd love to know in the comments or if you guys catch this wherever you catch i want to know how people respond because i thought my response of saying let's go was <laughs> was <laughs> so how great. anyone would react but apparently some people just stroll to the front door yeah. and some people like my dad just stays in bed and goes it'll pass travis what travis just kept watching tv I think so. He's like, yeah, I was watching something and I just kept watching it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? How, what if it gets really big? Well, also, this is a one story. We have, a, we, have a, we have a quick escape. That's true. So, let's go. It was so good. I'd love to hear what happened to you guys during the earthquake, but that's, uh, that's, oh. Oh my gosh. No, that's not earthquake. That's, that's elevator music. Oh, I thought it was earthquake music. No, no. Earthquake music? <laughs> No, we're you in know when elevator. you're in an earthquake and you're like, bump the jams. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to press six. This calms six. me down. You're going to six. Finally, get you. get me to six so I can get some snacks. Okay. Snacks at six. I'll see you next time for the, the, the bomb drop and story of second Oh, half. episode four. I'm so excited. Have a good one, man, and we'll see you. Bye. Okay, well. No, 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 no. Man, that was, that was quite the episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We had a good time. Serious but funny. We'll see you next week.